Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the final episode of this season of I've Never Had an Original Thought with me, Becky Lee. Thank you so much for being here for the season one journey. I had a blast. I hope you enjoyed the episodes. Um, I'm going to take a couple of weeks off to enjoy my summer holidays um, and to plan and regroup and hopefully come back with an even better season two. Um, So I'm super excited to do that. And thank you again for being here with me. Um, and letting me be in your ears for like an hour a week. I really, really appreciate it. Apart from that, the final episode is wrapping up my conversation that I have with Lucy James about, um, it's well, it's philosophy based, but this one's really about how technology has kind of advanced in a way in which human nature seems a bit incompatible with it at this moment in time. It's a really thought-provoking and interesting conversation and it's provided me with a lot of comfort, especially because of all the transitions that are going on in my life right now. But much to be said another time, have a lovely, lovely August. I will probably be back in September um, and yeah, I will speak to you soon. Okay, bye. Like anybody else, I still fall into the, like, thinking, like, oh, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. Is this really what I want to achieve? Like, do I have potential to do more than this? But at the end of the day, I always know that even if I lost absolutely everything, if I lost my job, every penny that I had, my partner, like, my house, my home, if I was just walking and living on a park bench and begging for food that would be a valuable existence. Mm. And once you realise that, I think the pressure is just massively lifted from from you. And What do you think... Because my, my initial reaction was that, was like, well, people don't think that way. You're right, but people don't think that way. And I've been subject to, like, those internal prejudices myself where, you know, you might see one that's really struggling and you're thinking gosh, like, how are you living like that? And, and you do subject these people mm. to these prejudices. And I'm like, where does that come from? God, <laughs> that is a very, very difficult question. Um, I was thinking about this this week in regards to, like, the body image thing. Yeah. I've been thinking about that quite a bit. I'm not sure why. Oh, probably, to be honest, because of the 
everything that's going on in America with women's rights. And there's a lot of people talking about the war against women. And I think the two kind of tie in with one another as well. I think there's kind of a bit of a cultural trend at the minute. We're going back into like 90s Tumblr type fashion where like skinny is ultimate goal. And whenever that comes back, I'm like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> and I start thinking a lot about, like, why we have these obsessions. Do you remember um, our conversations in sixth form? Like, sometimes I think about them and I think, oh, my God, we were so toxic. Oh, yeah, definitely. 100%. But, I mean, who wasn't, you know? Exactly. Look at every everyone around us was pushing those ideas, you know? I think, I think we, in a way, to be honest, I think that, without wanting to be, without being self-aware, our society is absolutely pro-eating disorder, you know? Um, And there's, you know, obviously there's people who are very much trying to be against that, but I think our society as a whole really pushes that. Um, And in many different forms, you know? Like, it's not just about an obsession with being skinny. I think, like, just our relationships with our diet a lot of the time are quite skewed. Um... Because at the end of the day, we live in a society where overconsumption is so, so easy to do, but the ideal is underconsumption, mm. um, which creates like some kind of weird inherent paradox. And I think we all just feel very confused about what we're meant to do a lot of the time. And I, th- I was thinking about it in the car the other day. We were driving past some farms on the way home from Snowden. And I was thinking, would it even be possible to? be self-sufficient now and I don't think that it would because you mean you like need... just as one person or like as a, the United Kingdom kind of thing as one person okay. I don't think it's possible because the amount of time and like physical labor that goes into like old farming requires yeah. community of people oh yeah for sure not do it by yourself um so you'd have to convince a community of people to go back to ancient methods of farming mm. Which in this economy, <laughs> no, I mean it doesn't. You seem have very communes well. that very much, um, you know, hold those values very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Self sufficient I think communes. Definitely, there's people who have those values and who yeah. are seeking to do the best they can to um, keep things like very simple. Um, however, I think it would be next to impossible in the UK or in most parts of America to live entirely self-sufficiently because mm. I don't think that we have the infrastructure anymore to make that possible. Yes, the point of this was how <laughs> we get to the way that we think about um, the meaning of life. I think it is probably just a product of the way that technology has developed and the effects that that has had on our society. Yeah. And, um, you know, industrialization, post-industrialization, globalization, hyper-capitalism, and the way that food is, the way that the food trade works is like, wow, that's so crazy, you know, the amount of transportation involved in that and like not knowing where any of your food actually comes from in terms of farming, that, you know, that's one thing. But I think that also trickles down into like our how we value our lives and what we think is meaningful. Mm. And I suppose as well, a lot of it comes from the separation in class and like 
you know, I think the wealthy elite have a lot of influence over ideals. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, most of the ideals that we have probably stem a little bit back to that. And Undoubtedly. You know, I think especially with, like, you know, feminine and masculine ideals, that it's quite quite obvious <laughs> but as well I think in terms of like societal beliefs it's I don't know man it's interesting I mean I don't think that there's any clear cut answer to it I think it's like many 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 factors have interplayed yeah with another yeah. in a certain series which has created this kind of universal attitude but you know not everybody subscribes to that there are quite a lot of people who are against the idea that, you know, all our value comes from productivity. Mm. But then there's even more people who ascribe to that, like um, who also don't ascribe to that value. Like they don't believe in that, but they're stuck in situations in their life which that is the value system. You yeah. know, so there's many people who don't want to like be a part of the system that we live in but unfortunately they're unable to escape it because they're trapped in their financial situations yeah you know like i think a lot of us if we had the choice would choose to maybe not not even not work but work less um and you know i think the things that we would want to spend our time doing would be being around the people that we love and probably doing sport and spending time in nature yeah um quite a agreed upon thing you know a lot of people find joy and happiness in those things but the vast majority of us have very little time that we can spend doing those things i just want to finish on this question then mm-hmm. Do, uh, i'm trying to think of a way to phrase it but can we only enjoy things because we don't enjoy other things for example like you said like oh in this in this utopia we wouldn't really maybe we'd work a bit but not too much and we get to play sport whenever we want and we get to do this whenever we want surely having that freedom would then mm-hmm. would it make those experiences less enjoyable because we could just do them whenever we wanted to I see what you mean and this is why I said work less not stop working yeah yeah work is important but too much work is bad for you and too much leisure is bad for you you know well and that's my belief you know i'm not saying that's the right way of thinking about it but i think a lot of it is about balance um another thing i think is that if we come back to the kind of buddhist idea of um being that we were talking about before in those terms pain and pleasure or suffering and happiness are um We'll stick with pain and pleasure because I think happiness is difficult connotations to work <laughs> with. But pain and pleasure are one and the same thing. Yeah. You know, like whatever pleasure you experience, if you cling to that and you're seeking that, then it becomes painful. And yeah. Damn. You know, I think pain, how painful something is, is relative to your belief about the pain as well. And also so, the pleasure is in like... If you lose something that's not that important to you, you might not have derived that much pleasure from it, so the pain is minimal. They tend to match, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, those are two things that are absolutely inherently linked to one another. It's hard to extrapolate them. And I think um, when you start focusing on being, Mm. 
um, rather than seeking pleasurable experiences or painful experiences. Well, <laughs> seeking pleasurable, avoiding painful experiences. Um, when you just experience the things for what they are and stop resisting them, or at least try to stop resisting them or be mindful in the experiences of those things, then I think that is, you know, true happiness is like being content with what is, yeah. um, even if that is painful. But again, I mean, it's easy to say that from the place that we're in, you know, we yeah. have like, I suppose, a fairly good quality of life in, in the West. So I'm not sure if that would apply to everybody, but I think, I don't know. I think if we had too much time to do things we enjoy, we'd be unhappy. And if we were doing too much of the things we don't enjoy, we'd equally be unhappy. Mm. Um, but I think, yeah, one of the major problems, I think, it, that a lot of people struggle with in modern society is that we feel a sense of guilt or worthlessness when we stop doing things. I think that causes a lot of issues in terms of mental health and overall life satisfaction. And it's, you know, something that um, my friend Neelu said, she's a local artist in Liverpool. She's an absolute genius. But she said once um, about doing nothing, having days where you don't do anything at all. Um, she was like, humans have been doing nothing for years, man. Like, <laughs> we're supposed to do nothing, you know? <laughs> like, I don't so true though I always think about that you know when I'm like having a day where like oh I did want to do this task that I've set myself which I ascribe meaning to but like actually I'm pretty tired and I you know struggling to will that yeah. into action I remember that and I'm like yeah this is fine like it's you know, I I don't lose value as a person because I'm not doing the task that I associate as valuable to my identity mm. um that's a very 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 difficult thing even just like biologically yeah. like has our society evolved too quickly for us to evolve with it like w w yes <laughs> like are we like inherently not that we're lazy creatures but mm. like once i've got my food once my basic needs are met i'm pretty good you know what I mean? yeah 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 for sure and yeah yeah, man. <laughs> I think that we probably, technology has surpassed us and it's grown so fast and, like, our brains just don't know what's going on. It's like, what? You even, know? even our bodies, though, like, we are so, so, so unmatched with, like, late-stage capitalism or offices. We are yeah. not supposed to sit at desks for seven hours a day. Like, when you join an office... Yeah, I've been definitely. in an office before, an induction, that's like, health issues that you might get from sitting in the office all day. I'm thinking, yeah. why are you making me sit at a desk all day then? Yeah, literally. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that this is the best society for human beings yeah. living. But who am I to say? You know, like, I was thinking about this the other day because I'm very critical of, of capitalism as a, as a political system because yeah. it does have very harmful consequences for the majority of people who have the least amount of wealth. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think it is necessarily exploitative. 
whether you want to make a value judgment about that is your choice but it is necessarily exploitative that is what the basis of capitalism is mm. to make profit from um something and in do, in making profit from something a lot of the time you are exploiting somebody else's work yeah um i i very much am anti-capitalist i always have felt that there are intrinsic problems with it and the, when i went to study politics and philosophy in university my main goal be- behind doing that was like how can i make things just a little bit better yeah um, and then the question underlying that was like is there a better way like is there a fair political system does that actually exist yeah and i think that if it did it would be some kind of um eco anarchism and i don't mean that in the like anarchist sense of oh f the government like yeah let's all just do whatever we want no rules um it's more like having more devolution of power so like yeah. going back to something where like you're like the things that you eat and the places that you go are like limited you know and i don't think that you shouldn't have the freedom to go past those boundaries but like i think you know locally sourced produce and like having community farms or community education systems and things being more balanced between you know like those communities i think would help with that but i don't know if it's possible anymore to do that and also you know i was thinking well i don't believe that this is the best possible system but is is it right for me to think that this is wrong if this is the like if this happens to be the natural progression of human society yeah. do you know what i mean like yeah. there must be a reason why we've ended up here you know it's taken thousands of years that's this, this is the point to where we've progressed who am i to say like that this is inherently wrong because we could get to a stage where it is like more of well honestly sometimes i think we are like we are in a bit of a dystopia really let's be honest but if mm. we got to something that was closer to a utopia we might have really been able to reach that because we understood what didn't work yeah potentially i mean as well i think it's hard to i think a lot of it comes down to greed um you know a lot of the issues with capitalism oh yeah i always think that i was always asking my mum. i'm like why do people want more like as in if you earn if you have over a million pounds mm-hmm. or if you can afford i remember i got like my first paycheck and i i bought something and i was like oh my god this is amazing i was like I don't think I need any more. And then, <laughs> and then you know, it's like kind of starts to creep up on you. But then, anyway, but when people have an extreme amount of like, like why does someone have a hundred billion pounds? At what point do they think yeah. that's not enough for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, Where does I greed that, come from? That's a good philosophical is- question. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It absolutely is. It's something that I think about a lot. I... I think some people would say that it's a natural human response. Mm. I'm not really buying into that. I think it's more like a sickness that has developed mm. um, with our society. And I, you know, I think... I do think I capitalism teachers want. Yeah. Because you have Buddhist philosophy, which is very, like, anti-materialism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it's hard where does greed come from it has it always existed well surely there are definitely examples of it in early societies yes and also like a religious theology like wasn't eve greedy for like having the apple or whatever like isn't that where greed comes from Mm, yes i suppose yeah that would be the religious take that greed has always been here because it's part of man in Mm. god's image right yeah exactly but if we look at it from an atheist or agnostic point of view it's a little bit more difficult are animals greedy some are some aren't you know like Mm. and what makes them what makes the ones who are the way that they are i think maybe a lot of it is because of the experiences that one has had like if i think if an animal has like you know like animals who've been abandoned right have a tendency very frightened when they're on their own whereas animals who haven't experienced that usually are fine with it up to a certain amount of time maybe greed is similar to that like if you Mm. have experienced like a longing or a wanting for something um and you've not had that for a long time and then all of a sudden you've been given it then you just keep wanting more because you're afraid of losing it yeah but then i think individual greed i think it's kind of easier it's, it's uh, more difficult to understand, it's a little bit complex, but I think on the whole, something that is a huge problem for us in contemporary society is that we have this, like, universal societal greed. Like, mm. that is a part of the value system, mm. which um, plays under, like, the politics of this country, you know, and it's like, that's something different. And it's 
constantly being capitalized on, you know, like it's not just that you are greedy, it's that you are being encouraged from every angle to be greedy. And to compete as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, with that kind of stuff, I mean, that was... <laughs> next week's episode no i'm kidding part three, you can come back again we <laughs> yeah i think when you're talking about that a lot of it comes down to like what your view of human nature is and i don't know i don't buy into the idea that humans are inherently greedy no. i think humans are inherently scared and sometimes that might produce greed but it doesn't have to you know there are other ways to do yeah. it if greed is encouraged and it is like satisfied a little bit and continually in a cycle in the way it is in contemporary society then it's very hard to stop it and it's understandable that it gets so out of control you can kind of relate to it in some way even if you think that it's wrong you know 100 um, also like the amount of um uh political takes economic takes philosophical takes that assume human nature is a certain way like mm. i remember reading something about like it was some who was he what was his name i can't remember but he loved the free market he's like oh humans are inherently selfish so like blah 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 and i was thinking you don't know that you yeah, just assume and you're just like no. oh humans are are we you didn't even think you like you know what i mean but mm. human nature i believe is just um just by like bends over time is just constantly yeah. being shaped and reshaped like you know mm-hmm. broken and made again i don't think there's apart from like the will to survive and reproduce i don't think there's anything beyond that really yeah definitely and i mean if you look at where we are are in contemporary society even those things are starting to change you know we've got like massive issues with people not wanting to have children anymore exactly and then That's... we've also got like a huge um you know mental health crisis which is leading to a very large number of suicides, it's, unprecedented even amount of suicides. Yeah, so. I mean, that's because they're the two, like, they're those two common interests that all animals share is just survive and reproduce, and humans mm. are just like, press X adapt, you know? Yeah, yeah, and I think that is interesting because that makes me think, like, okay, maybe things are more to do with mm. society than we think because it's like our or what you were saying before like maybe technology has evolved beyond what we are able to cope with it's gone faster than we are able to understand it which i think is almost certainly true and it's something that bothers me most days is that we don't understand how the things work that are part of our daily lives like do you understand what a computer is and how a computer thinks and how a computer is able to translate Mm -hmm. In, in binary code yeah. like just understanding the most basic form of computer dating back to like the 60s and 70s is really really extremely difficult yeah. like let alone understanding how an iPhone works or how a TV works or how you know it's like and that like never used to happen like you know if you take a hundred years ago there wasn't even a washing machine you know, yeah, I couldn't yeah. tell you how a washing machine went back. I could tell you what happened if I put a bit of soap in water. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like, you know, technology and engineering has gone, like, really far, really quick. And yeah. in a way that, like, the average person doesn't... It has access to all these tools, which is brilliant. You know, yeah. the democratisation of tools is a really important thing. But a lot of us don't understand the basic mechanics behind them. Mm. 
Um, and I think part of that is because there's like hundreds and thousands of people being like divided into groups with different specialities and spending lifetimes working on these things. So the knowledge is kind of in those quarters. Like you can't learn everything about the world at once. People have like little, you know, they get pushed into little areas and they get really, really extremely good at one small part of a chain of parts, which creates a project, which creates a particular tool, you know? Um, but when I think about that, then I'm like, yep, <laughs> we've really, um, we've gone further than what we can keep up with. And I think that probably would go some way in explaining the kinds of crises that are going on at the minute where we are defying very natural yeah. animal behaviours. But even like just like people's general mental health, like, I don't know whether it's because people are speaking more about it that it's more reported on these days. Mm-hmm. But I do think the part to play is, like, the amount of anxiety and depression that you see. I mean, I don't know anyone that hasn't dealt with, you know, it in some form. It's probably mm-hmm. because of how overwhelmed our brains are. Like, we are mm-hmm. consistently stimulated, consistently advertised. That mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. more bad things about what's going on in the world than I know like you know to be able to enjoy a good thing and you know even like what 200 years ago the only thing I would know is like my tiny sphere of influence and maybe Mm -hmm. one bad thing would happen every you know couple of Mm -hmm. months maybe even someone got their cow stolen and that would be the extent to which (laughs) or if there was a death that would like you know that would be something that would be that would really take a toll on my mental health. But now you hear about school shootings, you know, all of these things happen all the time. No wonder people are like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, as well, I think, you know, sometimes people will be talking about like, yeah, but, you know, if we didn't have all this technology, then you'd be like, only live until you're 32 and you'd have to be like hunting for your food every day. And I'm like, my God, take me back there, please. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Because this world, like the 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 society we live in, is so much. It's just so much. It's so Literally, much to think about to deal with. It's just too much <laughs> for most people. And you know, I think that's probably why we have all these crises going on. And I don't think there is a necessarily a solution to it. You know, like yeah. that's the way things have progressed. It is what it is now. <laughs> it is what it is. I'm not going to simplify it that much. Um, obviously, there are real dangers involved, and I think that we can try to make things a little bit better and reduce the suffering of people to some extent within the uh, world that we live in. But um, I definitely believe that technology has far surpassed what we are able to understand and cope with, and that definitely has some consequences on our mental health, our values, and our ideas of meaning, 100%. Um, But I think it's important to remind ourselves that um, it's important to just be, and that's okay. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to achieve anything. You are not worthless if you don't achieve things, if you don't do things. Like You are a living being, and that is enough for you to have value. And regardless of whether other people see that that is the ultimate thing I think that we should all take on board and that's not to say that you have to completely eradicate 
yourself from society. You know, you don't have to entirely detach. It would be really hard and really lonely if you did that. Mm. Um, not impossible at all, but it's a very difficult thing to do. And it is a very lonely way to live, to detach yourself from everything in society. But just having that awareness and being able to remind yourself when you see yourself spiraling or things mm. getting out of hand, I think is a really helpful way of trying your very best to just begin to cope with this life. I think that's a perfect note to end on. Lucy, thank you so much again. You're very welcome. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much again to Lucy for having that conversation with me. I hope that, as I said in the beginning, you all have a lovely August um, or lovely whatever month you're in, you're listening to this in. Um, And yeah, I will see you in a few weeks or maybe I will see you right now, depending on when you're listening. But if you liked it, please let other people know about the podcast or you can follow us on at notanogthoughtpod on Instagram um where I post about all of the latest updates so yeah thank you so much again for being there and hopefully enjoying season one I promise season one will be season two will be even better and yeah speak to you soon okay bye Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.